Welcome to the Nieces Nugs Podcast. Nieces Nugs, Nieces Nugs, Nieces What's up, friends? Welcome back to Nieces Nugs Podcast, Episode 9. Today, I want to go into a little more detail about my most recent cruise. That's right. If you listen to the podcast a few weeks ago, you know that I recently returned from a cruise, and I want to give you some specifics on things you need to be aware of when it comes to cruising, but also some of the details of our ports of call that might be helpful for you if you're going to any of these places. I have had several conversations with friends who are going on cruises, recently sat down with a travel agent friend of mine who just returned from a carnival cruise out of the city of Charleston. And so we were able to kind of share notes and things like that. And today what I want to do is just give you some quick lessons that I've learned from cruising and then spend some minutes talking about ports of call that we went on. And So the first thing I want to say is this, get to the port you're departing from early. That's right. I mean, get to the city the day before you're supposed to cruise. There is nothing more stressful than trying to fly into the city to get on a boat and not knowing if your flight is going to be delayed, if there's going to be some transportation issues, or even worst case, the flight gets canceled. And so we plan to arrive to the city that we're leaving from at least the night before. Start the vacation early. Take the stress out of the equation. That way, if something happens, you at least have the time to make adjustments to get there. But not only that, get on the boat early. Whenever you realize you're going on this cruise and when you sign in, you have the opportunity to pick a check-in time. Check in as early as possible. It's not like you're checking in to sit on an airplane and wait for it to take off. You are checking into this city that you're going to live on for the next week or next five days. And so get in, explore. Your room might not be ready, so take a little bag with you that might have the things you need to enjoy the boat with for the meantime. Your room will probably be ready shortly after lunch. But enjoy the boat. Have free lunch. Enjoy snacks. Get the lay of the land. Walk and check out where your room is. Figure out where things are on the boat. Go to the main dining room and see where your assigned table is. And and if you don't like it, you can even talk to the maitre d' then to request a change before anyone else has already gotten on the boat or figured it out, and they might just accommodate it. Listen, get to the boat as early as possible and relieve some stress. Our in-laws were meeting us on a cruise out of San Juan, Puerto Rico, the cruise didn't depart till 10 p.m. This was several years ago. A man and I had flown down early, and we actually arrived in San Juan about noon, and we were on the boat shortly thereafter and enjoying lunch and having conversation. And all of a sudden, she got this message from her parents that their flight had been delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And lo and behold, by 8.45, they hadn't even landed in Puerto Rico yet, and the boat is scheduled to leave at 10 They barely got on, and it was one of the most stressful things that they could encounter because they flew on an airline that didn't have many options that day, the day of, and it was just stressful. Take the stress out of the equation, get to the place early, and enjoy your cruise. Second is this, drink packages. I've mentioned this in the earlier podcast, 
but evaluate the drink packages and see if they work for you. For me, I got it half off on a deal on Black Friday, and I knew that I was going to drink premium coffee. I knew that I was going to drink sodas, and I knew that I enjoyed fresh squeezed juices, and I knew that I enjoyed milkshakes. It was a no-brainer for me. But if you don't drink those things or you don't drink those a lot of those things every day, it might not be worth it for you. So you need to make the drink packages work for you. And additionally, if they don't work for you, you are allowed, every passenger is allowed to bring on some allowance of Cokes and or waters. And so perhaps maybe for you, it's you bring on your own and maybe you have somebody else bring on some for you. And so early on in cruising, when I wasn't drinking a lot of uh, soda, I would even bring some of the crystal light packs and just put them in water bottles just so I had something else to drink besides water. So make the beverage packages work for you. On this most recent cruise, um, I had the the soda package, if you will, and there was a couple of places I could go to request a drink that they would actually give me a full can unopened. And I took note of this and started going there and getting a couple cans uh, accumulating a couple cans the night before we were going to go out on an excursion that day, so I had some drinks ready for me for the next day. And so make the drink package work for you. It, it's up to you. And sometimes my wife wanted a Diet Coke or a Cherry Coke Zero, and you know what? They say that I couldn't share, but I happened to just leave my drink sitting there, and my wife was able to enjoy it. It's amazing. So make the drink packages work for you. Third, I want to share some nice, just small things that are small but make a big difference. So one of those is this, is some of you might not know this, but when you walk into your cabin, what you're walking into is a metal box. The walls are metal, which means this, magnets are magical. In fact, I purchased these little magnetic hooks off Amazon for about $6. I was able to get 10 of them, and they just stick to the wall. They're magnetic hooks that stick on the wall, and you can hang things up. I hung some hats up. I hung some rash guards up. I hung some swimsuits up because what you find in the cruise cabins is there's not a lot of hanging space, but these hooks create all kinds of options. Our girls would hang their purse up on them. They hung their jewelry up on them. And so what you need to know is these things can make your life a lot easier simply by attaching something to the wall. Invest in some magnetic hooks if you're going on a cruise. We also bring Ziplocs with us because we know that we get hungry, our girls get hungry, and it's good to have snacks ready. And so Ziplocs are great for travel. You can put some sandwiches in them. You can put some cookies in them. You can put some muffins in them. Put them in your book bag, and suddenly, boom, you need a snack? Here you go, girls. We have it right here. David, you're hungry? Go in your book bag. Find what you got. And so Ziplocs are huge for us because we can bring some snacks with us when we get off the boat. I also would encourage you to bring some cash um, because when you take cabs, find a taxi, maybe negotiate some sort of excursion on your own or do any of these things, cash, or maybe even give tips to room service or things like that, um, cash becomes king. And so it's good to have cash instead of just having a credit card. And you do not want to take cash out of the ATM on the boat. The fees are enormous. So bring some cash. They have a safe on the boat in your room, and you can lock it up. Bring cash with you. Also, most people don't realize this, but under your bed, 
there is a tremendous amount of storage. You can put your suitcases under your bed so they don't take up precious space in your closet. You can put shoes under your bed. You can put all kinds of things under your bed and use it as a storage space in the cabin to create a larger room for yourself. Maximize your food options. And I don't mean pay for food. What I mean is this, is that one of the greatest things that a cruise ship offers is the ability to get food and to get quantities of good food. And so maximize it. Most boats now charge for room service or charge some sort of fee for delivery or things like that. There are exceptions. And on our boat, most recently, the exception was Continental Breakfast was free. You just filled out this door hanger, put it on your door when you went to bed, and lo and behold, room service would show up at a time that you picked. And it was awesome, man. I ordered some coffee because then I'd have fresh coffee in the morning and some pastries because our girls would get hangry. They wake up super early before breakfast is ready to be served. So we'd have coffee and danishes almost as a pre-appetizer for breakfast. And it was completely free. And so there's, it was amazing a couple more sitting out drinking coffee on the balcony as we're pulling into port or as we're looking at the ocean. And so here's the deal. Use room service to your advantage, but don't go crazy because they're going to charge you sometimes for things you really don't need. But not only that, we enjoy the main dining room. The main dining room is open for breakfast and for dinner. And, uh, and when you're in the ocean, when you're sailing days, it's open for lunch as well. And I prefer the main dining room over the buffet. People have different opinions on that. I'm not going to go into that. But I enjoy it because it's a sit down. There's less people. There's a sense of uh, calmness more so than just this herd of people trying to get their food. And so I enjoy the main dining room. And what people don't realize is this, is that you can order multiple things. You've paid a fee and that fee includes whatever you want to eat on that menu, unless it has an upcharge. And so listen, the first night, our waiter came over, and I said, hey, man, just I'm giving you a heads up. Every night, I'm going to order two appetizers, I'm going to order two entrees, and I'm going to order at least two desserts. So just be ready for that. He nodded, we smiled, it was great, he waited for me to order those every night, and it was fantastic. Some people think that they don't get enough food, but they don't realize they can order more things. One of the beauties of this is if something pops up on the menu that you've never tried, you can try it and still get something else as a backup or in addition to it. And so it gives you the opportunity to order things that you don't normally get to order, but to also enjoy multiple things. And so some nights, maybe I would order uh, two entrees and I would tell them to hold the sides on one. You can be as specific as you want and they will serve you that way. You can also go to like a pizza place on Royal Caribbean. It has a pizza place called Sorrento's. You can go there and ask for a whole pizza for you, not just a mini pizza, a whole pizza, and they will freshly bake it for you. And in 15 minutes, you take it back to your room, and you have a better pizza, a fresh pizza. It's made specifically for you, and you weren't charged room service for it. Some people enjoy the specialty restaurants. Boats have specialty upcharge restaurants, and I'm not a huge fan of them simply because I've already paid to eat somewhere else, and why would I pay double? But some of them are fantastic, apparently. Um, I've, I've talked to multiple people recently who have chosen to have a specialty dine, a dining experience, and some of them have loved it, and some of them have not really enjoyed it at all. So I'll leave that up to you. I personally would just skip them because I've already paid my fare to eat in these other places. I'm not going to pay more to eat somewhere else. Just me, I, whatever you want to do is fine. I mentioned this earlier, but I just want to remind you guys of this, that when you get room credits uh, for sailing or for some sort of incentive or bonus, 
Those can be used for almost anything, including bringing down your gratuity tab at the end of the week. The boats want to entice you to spend that on some sort of exterior expenses that they're offering, thinking that you'll spend more money. But the reality is, is that it goes directly into your bank, if you will. And whatever is charged to your account, including gratuities, they actually will use that money to, to pay your gratuities. And so in essence, uh, Royal Caribbean or Carnival is paying some of your gratuities have for you. And so just keep that in mind. Personally, they want you to book shore excursions because they know that whatever room credit they give you is probably not going to cover the shore excursion. And so um, they want you to do that. But I want to encourage you to think outside the box and don't be afraid to book shore excursions on your own. That's right. These boats will tell you that you would be foolish to go out on your own to book a shore excursion not knowing that you will make it back to the boat in time. And they threaten you and say that only if you're on one of their shore excursions will the boat wait on you. And listen, I've heard of experiences. In fact, our cousin uh, had missed a boat because of a shore excursion, and he had to get himself back on the boat. Um, I've heard of people being left. But ultimately, as long as you make plans to be back on the boat well prior to sail time, you're going to be fine. And so we have done private excursions all throughout the Mediterranean. We've done private excursions all throughout the Caribbean, private excursions in Mexico, and you can do it too. And it comes at a reduced cost than what the boat is charging you. And so just keep that in mind because ultimately you can find better options for cheaper simply by doing a little research and being willing to get off the boat and see what they have. So for my normal routine, I get off the boat or before I get off the boat, I do some research even before I get there figure out what are some options of things that I think that I would like to do. I always go through what the boat's offering, knowing that maybe there's some sort of hint of what there is. And then I get off, I get off the boat, I go and survey. the Each port you come to has some sort of village or some sort of port village, if you will. So I kind of walk through there to figure out how we're going to navigate out. And most of the time, once you get just outside of that port village, there are plenty of people trying to entice you to take some excursion with them. And you literally, you can have a conversation and just figure out what they're offering. You negotiate. Silence is a great negotiating tactic to reduce the price. And lo and behold, you can get reduced cost. We went to Grand Cayman Islands, and I had a conversation with these people who were selling a, a snorkel excursion as long and swimming with stingrays. The exact same thing that people on the boat did. In fact, we did it. We paid $25. The boat was over $100. We end up swimming with the stingrays, and there this boat comes up from the, the carnival ship itself, um, if you will. It was a carnival excursion coming to the exact same place we were that we had paid one-sixth of the price that they had paid. And so you can find these things. So we get off, we check it out, we negotiate, we figure out a plan, and then we go. And we're not scared, and we just realize that um, there's some sort of risk involved, but ultimately we try to have a calculated risk and figure out what we're going to do. On this cruise specifically, our main goal each day was just to get to a beach, get to a good, experienced beach. We took, we were taking the girls with us. So we weren't going to do anything crazy, but we wanted to experience the beaches at these places. And so the first port we stopped at was Costa Maya, um, it's well south of Riviera Maya. Um, it was once a rural fishing village, but then they've made it this cruise destination, if you will, 
Um, there's this massive dock where the boat docks. You have this long walk into this shopping village, which has all kinds of shops, and it kind of weaves and meanders you through to, before you can get out make you go through all these shopping things. It actually has a couple pools that you can swim in, um, the kids can swim in, and there's restaurants and um, bars, all that kind of stuff right there. There's actually a dolphin experience inside the port area too. So if you don't ever want to leave, you can watch people have dolphins experiences right there, doing flips and tricks and all those things. But finally you exit and you, there's a little cab station and you take a taxi to a beach uh, in the fishing town of Mahahul. And we took a taxi. Um, there was our whole family went, and uh, we ended up taking the cab. I just told him where we wanted to go. He dropped us off. He actually tried to connect us with one of his buddies who owned or was running some sort of uh, beach place, if you will, and didn't like the price, so we said no thanks, and we kept walking. We were under no obligation that day to do that, to, to book that, and so we just kept walking until I had a conversation with another a nice guy at the Marymount Beach Club, and we were able to sit and negotiate. The girls were free, and we ended up with recliners and chairs and an umbrella. They had a restaurant there. Uh, everything was fantastic, and I think we paid like $10 a person to be there for the day plus the taxi ride. It was great, um, and so this is was a great option. We went back um, with a couple hours to spare, did a little shopping, and went back. So Coast Mai was okay. It wasn't my favorite place. It was a nice little, nice little town, but I probably wouldn't. Um, go back by my, or go, you know, just go there on vacation out, outside of a cruise. Uh, but if I were going back on a cruise, that's probably where I'd go again. I'd go back to the beach and just kind of hang out um, in the same place. The next stop we went to was Roatan in Honduras, a little island off the coast of Honduras. I'd been before with Carnival, Carnival Docks in Mahogany Bay. Um, they have their own little port um, dock over there, and they have a little area that Carnival runs, a little private beach area, things like that. Uh, but the Royal Caribbean ship docks in Coxon Hole, uh, which is a little more uh, industrial, if you will. And um, we got out. We had a, little, a lot of conversations with different people. We ended up taking a cab. Um, the problem was the people that booked the cab for us um, spoke English. They put us in a, with a group um, with another family, and they put us in this thing and said, this cab driver is going to be with you all day. We got into the cab. The cab driver spoke no English, and the family we were with spoke Spanish. So we were, uh, this day was just my wife and I. We left the girls with our in-laws on the boat. And so we're sitting there thinking, how are we going to communicate? Um, and because of our lack of ability to communicate, sometimes we didn't, weren't able to make some of the decisions and some things got, it wasn't our favorite day. We ended up um, at Paradise Hotel uh, Beach Club and uh, in the West Bay, West End Bay, and uh, some good snorkeling, great beach. Um, there was a lot of people selling things on the beach. It was very active, felt very safe, uh, but we had to pay a little fee to, to stay at that beach club. Uh, I think it was $20 a person, um, which included just use of the facilities. They had a pool and they had some uh, loungers, um, things like that. Um, but it was a good day. It could have been a lot better. It was a little stressful not being able to communicate. Timing, the time of day was different than what the actual cruise ship time was. So we were having to navigate that. And then the family that was supposed to meet us at a certain time was late. So it was a lot. It was really stressful. There was traffic getting back. Finally, man, and I just got out of the boat. I got out of the taxi and said, we're just going to walk back to the boat just to eliminate some of this stress. Um, if I went back to Roatan, I would not do that again. What I would do is our uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law went on an excursion, and they ended up at this place that I'd heard about before. Um, I've heard many great reviews about it. It's called Little French Key, and they actually had gone on the snorkeling thing, but then they ended up on a beach break, and they went there. 
And this is a place that you can book on your own book private. It's called Little French Key Resort. And a family owns it, and they loved it. They spoke so, they said they would probably just go there the whole time next time. So if I end up back in Rotan, that's what I'm doing, is I'm going to check out Little French Key. Um, so you might want to look at that if you're ending up um, there. Next stop for us was Cozumel. Been to Cozumel before. Uh, we had gone before, did, did basically a beach break. Uh, doing some research, I decided I was either going to go to a place called Playa Mia Beach Club or the Paradise Beach Resort. Um, all of the excursions that Royal Caribbean offered with a beach break ended up at Playa Mia. There was about five different boats in port, maybe six boats from different cruise lines in port and Cozumel that day. And my wife and I just thought Playa Mia was going to be kind of crazy. So we ended up taking the girls to a place called Paradise Beach Resort, and it was great. It was a beach resort, had a nice big pool, had some beach um, beach chairs and loungers and an umbrella, thing like that. And then it had the inflatable, like basically in the water where you could go up and down slides and climb. Those things were harder than they looked. They had big trampolines in the water, and, and it was great. They provided life jackets, but it was really, really difficult for the girls to do it. The water itself was not real clear there, so I wouldn't go there for uh, snorkeling or things like that, uh, but it was a good day. We were able to do a package that was relatively cheap as far as food and beverage were included, um, and our girls just really enjoyed that day, and we had fun um, there. So I, w- I would do that again, Paradise Beach Resort, um, if I went back. There's other places you can go, um, and there's other recommendations, but we ended up not going to Playa Mia simply because we just figured it'd be too crowded. Then we ended up in Coco Cay, which is Royal Caribbean's private island experience. A perfect day at Coco Cay. They spent so much money on this, and this place is amazing. If you've been on a uh, Royal Caribbean, um, excuse me, Carnival uh, excursion or place a trip to their private island, um, Half Moon Key, it's very different. Half Moon Key, you have to tender in. There's very little things on the island except for some beach and some water, things like that. It's actually beautiful. But on Perfect Day, I mean, there's things everywhere. It's the largest freshwater pool in the Bahamas, I mean, maybe in the Caribbean. Um, it's amazing. Plenty of beach chairs. There's some sports. There's plenty of places to eat. There's places for the kids to play, like a kid's area. They have a water park that you can pay to go to. We didn't do that simply because we knew the girls wouldn't be old enough to do that. They're building an all-inclusive, not all-inclusive, they're building an adults-only section that's not open yet. Um, there's great snorkeling. Um, there's activities. There's It was a great place. We ended up booking a cabana as a family uh, for all of us simply because it was a place that we figured that everyone would be it wasn't. It was great, but it wasn't necessary. There were so many chairs and so many umbrellas that, as long as you get off and find something, um, there was a place for everyone to sit. The food was well done. Everything was great uh, until it started raining, and then it was chaos because nobody knew how to get back safely on the boat without getting completely soaked. Uh, so some people were kind of going crazy on that. Uh, but it was great, great, and I would go back to Coco Cay. I think they they've got it figured out. In fact. Carnival just announced that they are spending money to develop a second private experience island in the Bahamas, that one that will rival Perfect Day Coco Cay because they see what um, impact Royal Caribbean is having uh, on the cruise industry. So those were our ports. Uh, just a quick uh, overview of things we did. If you have questions about what we did or how to make contacts or things like that, please reach out. Uh, We have done excursions all throughout the Eastern uh, Caribbean, Western Caribbean, Mediterranean. Uh, And so there's just some great options out there um, that you don't have to get stuck being stuck on a bus or doing what 
the hordes and masses of people are doing. You can figure out to do things on your own. Uh, and so I just really, really encourage you uh, to do some of those things. And listen, like I said before, I would create again.